0: I am sitting here wanting memories to teach me To see the beauty in the world through my own eyes I am sitting here wanting memories to teach me To see the beauty You said you'd hold me till the pains of life were gone. You said you'd comfort me in times like these, and now I need you, now I need you, and you are
1: Welcome to the Black History 101 podcast featuring all things black women's history with me, your host, the professor, Dr. Crystal Moten. In this episode, I discuss one of my favorite a cappella women's groups, Sweet Honey in the Rock, who sings the song Wanting Memories, which you just heard in the opening. I talk about the origins of this award-winning, world-renowned group, And I also talk about two of their members, Dr. Bernice Johnson-Reagan and Dr. Issei Barnwell, and why I consider their music to be a window into Black women's impact on struggles for freedom and justice. Keep listening. I have so much to share with you. But first, why is Sweet Honey in the Rock inside the circle? As a high schooler, I was a member of the Whitney Young Magnet High School Concert Choir under the direction of Gloria Brown. This was a traveling performance choir, and we performed in venues across the city. We participated in competitions, and we traveled domestically and internationally. I remember traveling with the choir to Puerto Rico, and this was my first time traveling outside of the continental U.S., and it might have even been my first time on an airplane. Anyway, Wanting Memories was one of the songs in the choir's repertoire, and as a choir geek, I was obsessed with its harmonies and its rhythm, as well as its tone and mood. In high school, we didn't do a lot of research about the history of the song or Sweet Honey and the Rock. And while I continued to listen to their music throughout high school and college, Napster anyone, it wasn't until I got to graduate school in the Afro-American Studies Department at the University of Wisconsin-Madison and took a class with Dr. Craig Warner that I learned the history and importance of Sweet Honey and the Rock. And this gave me fresh insight on the song and the group. So when I first sang this song in high school concert choir, I had not yet experienced a lot of loss or grief, but still the song moved me. Indeed, to this day, when I listen to the song, it brings up wells of emotion. I sometimes listen to the song as part of my reflection practice to center myself, because while the song begins with loss and grief, it ends with hope, care, and gratitude. So that, my friends, is why Sweet Honey in the Rock is inside the circle. So let's start the story. As I mentioned, Dr. Bernice Johnson Reagan formed Sweet Honey in the Rock in 1973. But who is Dr. Bernice Johnson Reagan? Bernice Johnson Reagan was born on October 2nd, 1942, and she grew up in Georgia, southwest Georgia, to be specific. Her parents were Beatrice and J.J. Johnson, and her father, J.J. Johnson, was a Baptist minister. Growing up, the major influences on her life included her family, faith, and education. In an oral history for the award-winning documentary Eyes on the Prize, She talks about growing up outside of Albany, Georgia, and this is what she says. I quote, I lived outside of Albany in what would really have to be a family enclave with my grandmother, my uncles and aunts and houses all around me. I had to ride into town to get to school and I would graduated from a black high school. We would go downtown on Saturday and we would be on Broad Street. We had about two blocks that we stayed on around Broad Street and the rest of downtown. We would go to stores around the corner, but always where we gathered, where black people gathered was Broad Street. There was a Harlem in Albany. My strongest sense was really me and my family and church and my world was really black. I left it very rarely. After attending high school, she enrolled in Albany State College, now Albany State University, and started getting involved in civil rights activism as part of the Youth chapter, and eventually as part of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, or SNCC. In addition to participating in marches and demonstrations, she also became a movement song leader because she'd sung all her life, and eventually a member of the SNCC Freedom Singers. In that same Eyes on the Prize interview, here's what she said about songs and bringing people together. She said, growing up in Albany, I learned that if you bring black people together, you bring them together with a song. To this day, I don't understand how people think they can bring anybody together without a song. However, I do know people that try to do that poorly, I think. Now, the singing tradition in Albany was congregational. There were not soloists, there were song leaders. And a song leader gives out a song. Now, you're not asking for a solo. We want somebody to raise a song. You're asking somebody to plant a seed. The minute you start the song, then the song is created by everybody there. There's really almost like a musical explosion that takes place. And so in the environment of the mass meeting, women and men, song leaders, raised songs, planted a seed, and then a musical explosion happened. Other members of the SNCC Freedom Singers included activists such as Ruth Harris, Andrew Reed, Charlie Jones, Cordell Reagan, and Charles Sherrard. Together, they would lead the folks who attended the mass meetings, which bernice johnson reagan described as being filled with more singing than talking because of her activism with the albany movement albany state college eventually expelled bernice johnson reagan but she continued on with her activism so for your homework because i can't get into all of the history of the albany movement you can read more about women's involvement in SNCC in a book called Hands on the Freedom Plow, Personal Accounts by Women in SNCC. And this book includes reflections from women who were involved in the Southwest Georgia movement between 1961 and 1963. It also includes a reflection by Dr. Bernice Johnson Reagan. So though Albany State expelled bernice johnson reagan she went on to complete her undergraduate degree at spelman college in 1970 and she majored in history after she moved to washington dc and she enrolled in graduate school at howard university where with a ford fellowship she continued to study and research in the history department focusing on black religious music While a Black woman graduate student in the 1970s, she was busy. She served as the vocal director of the D.C. Black Repertory Theater. And in 1973, she founded Sweet Honey in the Rock. So let's talk a little bit about Sweet Honey in the Rock and the tradition from which it comes. While Sweet Honey in the Rock has come to be known as the preeminent a cappella women's group in African-American music history... Ethnomusicologist Dr. Horace Clarence Boyer connects the group to a longer tradition of African American music beginning with the name of the group which is a scriptural reference Psalm 81:16. And this is what Psalm 81:16 says. It says, "But you would be fed with the finest of wheat, with honey from the rock I would satisfy you." And so, Black church members turned this scripture into a congregational song, and this song was sung in Black Baptist, Pentecostal, and Methodist churches. Dr. Boyer who also worked as a curator of musical instruments at the National Museum of American History between 1985 and 1987, also wrote that other women's groups existed. But we tend to focus on the piano-accompanied groups like the Higher Sisters, the Ward Singers, the Shirelles, and even in Vogue. However, very few know about the acapella women's groups, such as the Virginia Female Singers, a group that was popular in the 1920s, or the Southern Harps, who were popular in the 1930s and 40s. Most of us, or more well-known groups that many of us know about, tend to be groups like the Fist Jubilee Singers, which was a group of singers that the school created to help fundraise for the college. However, what made Sweet Honey unique, according to Dr. Boyer, was that it was music with a message. And specifically, I think Sweet Honey's music tells her stories. Through Sweet Honey and The Rock, you could hear their message about women's participation, leadership and impact on the black freedom struggle from well-known women like Fannie Lou Hamer and Ella Baker to lesser-known women, perhaps like your grandmom or auntie. So take, for example, Ella's Song, which was written by Dr. Reagan.
0: You believe in freedom, can not... We who believe in freedom
1: cannot rest until it comes. If you listen to the song and the rest of the lyrics, which I'll link to on blackhistory 101com you'll see how Sweet Honey transforms words sung by Ella Baker into an anthem. We who believe in freedom cannot rest. But not only does the song include Baker's words, it includes her philosophy, which centered young people, which insisted on the power of the grassroots, and which also spoke of her courage to stand up to sexism, which was rampant in the civil rights movement. While there was a message in the music, there was also a message in the performance of the music, which leads me back to wanting memories and Dr. Issei Barnwell
0: cold and bitter place,
1: here inside I have few things that will console,
0: and when I try to hear your voice above the storms of life, then I'm
1: So let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Barnwell. Dr. Barnwell joined Sweet Honey and the Rock in 1979, but you should know that she was born and raised in New York City, and she lived in both Harlem and Queens growing up. Her mom was a registered nurse, and her dad was a classical violinist. And she herself started studying violin at the young age of two and a half, and she continued on for 15 years. While studying and learning the violin, she also was a singer, singing in choirs throughout her growing up years. She went to college and graduate school at SUNY Genesio, earning her bachelor's and master's degrees in speech pathology in 1967 and 1968. After these degrees, she continued her education at the University of Pittsburgh, where she earned her doctorate in speech pathology in 1975. She also became a trained sign language interpreter, and it was this training and this influence which led Sweet Honey and the Rock to include sign language interpretation during their performances. Professionally, she also worked as a professor in Howard University's College of Dentistry, and she also led community-based health programs in Washington, D.C., both at Children's Hospital and Gallaudet University. Dr. Barnwell wrote and composed Wanting Memories as part of a suite of songs commissioned for a dance theater piece called Crossings. Other songs in this suite included No Mirrors in My Nana's House and When I Die, those songs were also recorded by Sweet Honey in the Rock. In a 2016 NPR interview, Dr. Barbara reflected on wanting memories and a lesson her father taught her because she dedicated the song to her father. And she says that he taught her, if you want to win against your opponent, you must use your opponent's resistance against himself. Dr. Barnwell remained in Sweet Honey and the Rock for over 30 years, only retiring from the group recently in 2013. Over the last several decades, Dr. Barnwell has traveled to give vocal clinics and to present her popular workshop on community singing. So both Dr. Bernice Johnson Reagan and Dr. Issei Barnwell are definitely treasures. But what are our takeaways? What lessons can we learn? Number one, we can understand the power of music and bringing people together for a common purpose, for organizing, perhaps. We can also look to music as text that can teach us about the past, if only we study their content and their context. So what's your homework? As mentioned earlier, I want you to find and read Hands on the Freedom Plow, Personal Accounts by Women in SNCC. Also, you can read the liner notes to the Voices of the Civil Rights Movement album that Dr. Bernice Johnson Reagan compiled and wrote, and I'll link to that on blackhistory 101com You should do more research about Dr. Reagan and Dr. Barnwell, both of whom are still living. You can look up albums by Sweet Honey and the Rock and let me know the song that moves and inspires you. I think that's enough. So until next time, go do some homework and tell me what you've learned. Thanks for listening. Bye.
0: I am sitting here wanting memories to teach me To see the beauty in the world through my own eyes I am sitting here wanting memories to teach me to see the beauty in the world through my own eyes. I think on the things that make me feel so wonderful when I was young. I think on the things that make me laugh, make me dance, made me, me, me sing. I think on the things that make me grow into a being alone. I know, please, a thank you and a smile will take me far. I know that I am you and you are me and we are one. I know that who I am In memory. Mm-hmm.